Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter. And you're listening to Grow on the Go. We're back. We're back. Not at all <laughs> ominous. <laughs> yeah, so we took some time off mm-hmm. throughout the summer to uh, do some other projects, yeah. relax a little bit more. Yeah. The thing about podcasts and radio is like it just every week there's another Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, and just like for pastors, Sunday yeah. comes every, every week. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was nice to do a few different things. I worked mm-hmm. on a book proposal, um, sent that off to a few publishers. So we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you do? Uh, I first of all, I don't like that you're talking as if the summer is over. I'm deeply offended. Um, <laughs> well, September seventh or tenth. What day is it? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, no, September's still summer enough. Ask, some yeah. Ask. Um, yeah. So I spent more of this summer outside than I really ever have before. Um, I did some gardening, which I've never done before, to reasonable success. Nice. Um, Hey, if you can be successful this summer, it's been so hot and dry yeah. in Calgary that... I had some casualties, um, <laughs> but yeah, most of my perennials are flourishing, so hooray. Um, I bought a paddleboard, an inflatable paddleboard that I've gotten some good use out of. Um, I also just recently invested in a pole of the of the dancing variety for fitness which i love i am loving it well you've got a gymnastics background Mm -hmm. and and also the stuff that you learn through wrestling maybe Mm -hmm. comes into account it kind of does because it's really just like body awareness you just Mm -hmm. i I mean i've been doing it less than a week at this point (laughs) um so I shouldn't talk as if I'm this great expert because I'm I'm certainly not. Um, but I've just been learning through like YouTube tutorial videos, and it's really just like looking at what they're doing with their body, and then filming myself because I don't have a big mirror like you would have in a studio. Right. Um, filming myself and going like, okay, what's my body doing that theirs isn't, or what's their body doing that mine isn't, and then just knowing where to make those tweaks. Um, which is very similar to wrestling. Um, but, you know, both paddleboarding and pole exercising. Yeah, you didn't want to say pole dancing? <laughs> you can't bring yourself to say it. it. Um, are both really good core strengthening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and arms. Like, you're holding yourself yeah. onto, but also away from a stationary yeah. object. Yeah, that's... It's not easy. I feel my like shoulders my hurt so much. quite a lot since I started looking after Jude. They have. <laughs> you're, you're right. My little grandson is such a tank. Oh, my goodness. He's a hefty little boy. And he's a cuddler. He loves to be held. He loves... Loves me dancing with him. Like he loves love to be dance together. He loves to be held, but he also loves to be thrown. True. <laughs> yes. Yes. His mother does throw him around quite a bit, and he loves it. He loves it. Um, yeah. But she's stronger than both of us combined. Probably, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. She was like breaking 
records in her pregnancy with Jude. Like she was lifting more than anybody else in the class, and she was nine months pregnant. No, ridiculous. With her doctor's go ahead, she wasn't, and she wasn't lifting any more than she right had been lifting right. before she yeah. got pregnant. Don't try this at home. Yeah, don't just do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she she. And she she's such a tiny lady that it looked like she had a and Jude was like what eight pounds eight 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 yeah so big boy Jude was he, she was smuggling a basketball under her shirt yeah. it was nuts and she looks every bit as big as that now now yeah and she's still got like a month to go well yeah not as of September seventh but as of oh yeah as of the recording. date we're recording this yeah. yeah peek behind the curtain there yeah so one of the things I did this summer. Uh, I got away to a beautiful wilderness retreat in, in the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia. And as I tramped one of the gorgeous green paths early one morning before the heat became oppressive, because mm-hmm. I was there when it was like 46 degrees. Hard pass on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. No, thank well, you. This is why I walked early. Um, I, I came to a place in the thick brush where my path was not entirely clear. Ah. And it seemed, there seemed to be sort of a few different ways you could go, and none of the possibilities looked like the obvious one. So this might not be concerning for everyone, but my internal GPS doesn't always boot up. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have one. And nobody knew which trail I had taken. Oh, dear. So, I mean, I could be missing for days, and no one would even know where to look for I me. I feel like if I did that, I would get a, an earful from you. Well, I mean, we were still, I was still on the property of the, the leadership retreat where we were staying, mm-hmm. but it, that's not quite the same, Kevin, is going to a mountain lake by yourself and paddle boarding without a leash or a life jacket. <laughs> I lived and I wouldn't do it again. Oh, good. Very happy to hear that. Anyway, uh, scolding aside, um, <laughs> I was just, I was considering turning back because mm-hmm. I thought, this, this is not good. I don't have any idea where this is going to take me. And just as I was considering that, I noticed some blue survey tape that looked like a ribbon tied onto a branch on a tree on one of the potential paths. It, it contrasted so perfectly with the green of the forest. And I realized that the blight, blight, bright blue tape, try and say that three times fast. Go ahead, try. No. <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. Um, I realized that it had been show it had been put there to show people the right way to go. Mm-hmm. So I followed the marked trail and then I noticed that at the next place that the intended trail wasn't obvious, another blue ribbon appeared. And I, I realized I could relax and mm-hmm. not worry about whether I was on track because I only had to find the next blue ribbon. As long as I could always see one blue ribbon Mm. I would never be lost Mm -hmm. so I kept climbing up the path and even though it became steep and heavily wooded I was no longer nervous I I relaxed and really enjoyed it and eventually I was rewarded for staying on the path with an absolutely stunning view nice it took me right up to almost a mountaintop yeah so I think that sometimes we approach life with anxiety because we don't know what's up ahead for us Mm mm-hmm we, Which is a normal response, I don't think. Oh, yeah. I don't it, think anyone needs to feel badly about that. No, I think it is a normal response, but it's not necessarily a happy or no. healthy response. It's right? it's not what was, like, intended for right. us. So, you know, we, for example, we want to know when the pandemic will be over for real. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many waves are there going to be? 
And we want to know, will the economy recover? And how will this affect my retirement savings? And are my kids going to be okay? I mean, we want to know the answers to all of these things. Yeah. But in reality, we don't really need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's not because everything will work out. You know, we, we know that that's not true. And actually, if we did have the answers we wanted, we might be more anxious, not less. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'm not sure I do want to know all of those things. Because if I don't like the answer, then now I'm just more stressed. Right. Because bad stuff happens. Banks foreclose, loved ones die, everything doesn't work out. Yeah, welcome to Grow on the Go, where you get your weekly dose of positivity. (laughs) Hope you feel lighter. And does it sound like I'm telling you to just go ahead and be anxious? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm not. Okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway, but... (laughs) What I'm suggesting is that we learn to talk ourselves down. Mm. Yeah. You can't change a single thing by worrying. You can change your anxiety level, though, by leaning on God. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us uh, that that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Mm -hmm. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So I think this is saying the first reason to release our anxiety is that it's ineffective. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change anything. It Mm -hmm. can add a single moment to our lives. In fact, it can shorten our lives And make them so miserable they only seem longer. Yeah. (laughs) It is very interesting that you bring all this up because, um, so over the past couple years, I've gotten a borderline personality diagnosis, which most of my family doesn't agree with, but they're not doctors. True. and I'm I'm pretty high functioning. If you uh, know anything about BPD, um, we get a pretty bad reputation. I've had a few people when they find out say like, "Oh, are you going to come at me with a knife?" Which don't say that, please, to anyone about any <laughs> Unless mental illness. A knife yeah, yeah. Um, but this past or last week was a really difficult one for my mental health and since then and I've been doing a lot of work on it and um, one of the symptoms or like signposts of borderline personality is um, it's an attachment disorder and it comes with a lot of anxiety about losing relationships or being rejected um, or alternatively it comes with complete uh emotional detachment um there isn't really an in-between or if there is it takes a lot of work and so there there does come with a that does come with a lot of anxiety and one of the phrases i've been using to really self-soothe like in addition to prayer um this this past week that's been helping so much is i don't need to respond to this feeling and it will pass Mm. um So it's interesting that you talk about talking ourselves out Mm -hmm. of that kind of anxiety because I I basically am going, yeah, no, I I feel that, but I don't have to do anything about that and it will go away. Right. And it's helped a lot. Good. Yeah, a lot. awesome. Yeah. Well, I was just sharing with you over dinner tonight, too. I had a real, I had a pretty anxious week myself. You did. So first it started with, I had to sing at the funeral of 
a friend of my mother's. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my. And you know what she wanted me to sing? Mm. The Holy City. Do you know how hard that is? Do you I know, don't. Do you know what it, like, do you know the two? I don't yeah, at all. It's like, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Okay, I do know that, it's yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And, and it has a huge range. And I have not really been singing for 15 years. No. Plus, we've had so much, you can hear it in my speaking voice, we've had so much smoke. Yes. In Alberta, my voice is a mess. Yeah. Like, more than usual. So it started out having to sing at this funeral, and she had specifically asked for me and specifically asked for that song. Yeah. So I sort of felt like I needed to do it. Yeah. I knew it would be horrible, and it, in my opinion, it was. Other people told me it wasn't, but it felt horrible. You, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Anyway, yeah. that's not the point. The point no, is, but... I, t- I uh, sat and had, you know, funeral sandwiches with my mom afterward and a few other people. And then I drove her back to where she lives. Mm-hmm. And the next day I get a phone call from her saying, I have bad news. I have tested positive for COVID. And she's 92. And now? double vaccinated. Yeah, she's 92. So even just that, you never want to hear your 92-year-old no. mother say, I have bad news. No kidding. So Goodness. So then I'm thinking, okay, I have to get tested, and Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be on a plane in a couple of days, and so I went and got tested. Thankfully, I got my results pretty fast. Pretty quickly. Yeah, they're so pretty I had, fast. I had two days that I had to isolate until yep. I heard, which meant that everything I needed to do before I go went away had to happen later in the week. So mm-hmm. everything's been rescheduled. Best laid plans. Yeah, that wasn't awesome. And then, um, so when I got my negative result. Um, normally I look after my grandson Jude on, on Wednesday and I really wanted to see him before I went away. So on Friday, um, my daughter was planning to drop him over to hang out with me in the morning. And as I was waking up, I just felt so anxious because sometimes those early tests results are not a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I was really nervous. I would hate to make my precious little grandson sick. And as I was lying there in bed, I, I said to the Lord, would you please just impress on me whether I should cancel being with, with Jude today? And if it's okay for me to be with him, then would you please just take away this anxiety? Mm-hmm. And it happened like in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. The anxiety was just gone. And I knew I was getting God's green light to go hang out with my grandson. And we had a we had a little adventure, including a picnic and... Um, but yeah, we have to talk ourselves down when we're anxious and prayer is part of that. There Mm -hmm. are other strategies as you've mentioned. Um, and we know that our anxiety, um, does not accomplish anything. But the second reason that we should relax into God's care is that anxiety makes us less resilient. Mm -hmm. The more worked up we get over a problem, the less able we are to solve it. That's what an that's basically what an anxiety attack is, which if you've never had one, it genuinely feels like you might die. Um, Breathing becomes difficult for me. I lose feeling in my face Mm -hmm. and my hands and my feet because all of the blood is rushing to my vital organs. Um, And it is so scary. And it really is just I have worked myself up so much that I can no longer really, my body is no longer functioning the way it is supposed to. It is preparing me for life or death situations when I am probably not in one. 
Um, but but the, your body reacts to um, a perceived threat yes. the same way it re- reacts to a real threat. Exactly, yeah. yes. So uh, I have an example that's far less ex- extreme. Um, uh, you know, than an anxiety attack, but still was not able to problem solve well because I was Mm -hmm. so stressed. So we had been speaking um, at the beginning of the summer at a family camp in Shaunavon, Saskatchewan, which happens to be where the Hunter brothers are from. And um, my husband, well, both of us, have we've known these guys since they were little kids. If you don't know, they're um, country musicians. Mm -hmm. And super nice guys, Mm -hmm. five actual brothers. And um, one of them was the worship leader at this um, family camp, and we I really um, met him for the first time since he was a little kid, and we just clicked. Like, we were um, uh, kindred spirits in, on so many levels. Nice. It was really nice. And I said to him, well, when you sing at the Stampede, because I knew the Hunter Brothers were coming to perform at the Stampede, mm-hmm. I said, I will be there. Count on it. Then he said, okay, I'm going to be looking for you. Okay, so I go to the Stampede with my friend, and, you know, you're walking around a lot at the Stampede. And so I, I took my teeny tiniest purse, and I didn't even take a wallet. I just took, um, a, you know, a card and a couple things. Well, I didn't realize that Nashville North at the Stampede is actually a bar. Yes. And that you have to have ID to get in. You do. So I am there with my proof of vaccination, because you also had to have that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have my driver's license or any ID because I didn't drive. Oh, and shoot. It never crossed my mind. Yeah, you... <laughs> I'm a, in case you don't I'm know. I'm a grandma, for goodness yeah. sake. Why would I be ID? Well, and it's not even just a bar. Like, it's a club, really. And it's, and it's, it's like, by law, they have to. They ID. have to. They have to card you. Yeah, it doesn't... You could literally so look I, like you're 10,000. They'd still so have to card you. I am you. trying to problem solve, and I just can't. I'm just so stressed out that I promised I was going to be there, and I really wanted to be there, and they weren't going to let me in, and I couldn't figure out what to do. And my friend, thankfully, was not as anxious as I was, and she said, well, do you want me to get my husband to drive over to your house and take a picture of your wallet and and send it, text it to you? And I said, well, I don't need him to do that. I have a lovely next-door neighbor. Yeah. I, she knows how to get into my house. I can tell her exactly where my wallet is. And in a matter of a few seconds, the, the problem was solved. But I had been so anxious, I couldn't, I couldn't problem solve. I wouldn't have thought of that. No, I was brilliant, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, Scripture has words about this, too. Scripture has many words. Many, many The best words. words. Why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work to make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Mm. And the thing that I took from this is that lilies and birds live in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Like they deal with whatever's happening right now. If a bird's hungry, it pecks for food. If a plant is thirsty, it wilts. And then when it gets water, it perks up again. It's just in the moment. Mm-hmm. So the, the passage continues. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father already knows your needs. 
Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be different from people who don't know God. Knowing God means that we have a relationship with the one who is totally in control and who loves us immeasurably. We don't have to take on the pressure of trying to make our lives turn out the way we want them to. Mm -hmm. We can trust that God will work things out so that his will is done and that he'll never express his will to us in any way that it's except that it's an expression of perfect love. So we talked earlier about talking yourself down from Mm -hmm. anxiety. How do we how do we do that? Well, it's the opposite of talking yourself into that state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. When we focus on future unknowns, we get worked up. Staying in our time zone helps us to calm down. Mm. Yeah. And truthfully, there's very little that we can do to control how we feel. Yep. But we can discipline ourselves to control what we think. Yeah. And and in terms of feelings, it's important to honor your feelings. But one of the things I'm learning going through some, like, mental health workbooks and stuff is, like, you can acknowledge a feeling and then let it go. Yeah. And, And that's really important. And that's very much where that sort of, like, I don't have to react to this feeling and it will pass. Mm hmm comes from and why I find it so helpful. That's, that's, that's really good. Thank you. Yeah. So and, and instead of focusing on everything that can go wrong, we can also discipline our minds to focus on things in our lives that are going right, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, these are assets that will give us resilience. So staying in the moment, we can do that by practicing awareness of what, what's around us. Is the air cool or warm? Mm-hmm. Is the room dark or light? Am I thirsty or hungry? Mm-hmm. Just getting in touch with the physical reality. Um, you can also do it as a countdown where you just, to yourself, name uh, five things you see, four things you hear, uh, three things you feel, two things you smell, and one thing you taste. Yeah. And even if it's like, I taste my saliva that counts i i would be anxious that i wouldn't remember the list (laughs) fair enough (laughs) so the other thing we can do is to be sure to fact check our self-talk this is an acronym no it actually isn't oh no just the way i said the way you said fact i was like ah yes one of mother's favorite famous acronyms that i usually that she can't remember (laughs) So the question is, am I amplifying the potential problems on the path ahead? Am I exaggerating the importance of Mm -hmm. this decision? Talk it through with somebody who can help you gain perspective. Mm -hmm. And someone who is not worked up by you getting worked up. Right. If they are high, (laughs) the term we use in our family is high flappage. If they are easily flappable, they are not the right person for this. Um, They need to be able to stay calm and objective so that you can... Spin out, and they're not worried about it. Somebody who's a good, good problem solver. Yeah, yeah. So interrupt yourself when your thoughts get spinning. Um, Do something. Bake a cake. Mm. Pole dance. (laughs) Um, You know, take a walk. Go to an art gallery. Draw something. It isn't just about distracting yourself, although that's important too. It's interrupting that thought uh, train of thought. 
But doing something creative actually gets us into our right brain, which helps us to shut off our conscious thoughts. So there actually is something very calming about about creating. Mm-hmm. That's why art therapy is a thing. Art therapy is a thing. For you, it's sewing. For me, it's art. Or pole. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to try that someday. I'm 100% sure I never will. But I Well, there's one in my apartment. So <laughs> Okay. Right right there in my I kitchen. Mean, I can just imagine how ungainly I'd be. But anyway. Oh, I was very ungainly a week ago when <laughs> I started. Your videos are impressive. Thank I'm you. I'm impressed. So think of God's guidance in your life as those blue ribbons that guided me on my walk in the mm-hmm. woods that I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. In the moment that we need to make a decision... God will guide us. Mm-hmm. And I gave that example of asking God whether it was safe for me to be with my grandson. Mm-hmm. Right? God will guide us. He does speak to us. Mm-hmm. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the Passion Translation puts it like this. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you wherever you go. Mm -hmm. So one quick note, especially for those of us that struggle with intrusive thoughts, which are very common. Everyone has them, but they're particularly common with like mental illness. How do you tell what comes from God and what comes from your brain or other sources? Mm -hmm. Well, I think for everybody, it's maybe a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that God's thoughts are never shaming. Mm Mm-hmm. They're never uh, any thought with harming ourselves or Mm -hmm. harming others. I mean, if you think those thoughts are coming from God, you may have schizophrenia or some other. Well, yeah, you may. There's there's maybe a psychotic break somewhere. So, um, you know, I I think if we just come to God trusting Mm -hmm. and asking and waiting... We'll learn to recognize his voice. It takes mm-hmm. a little bit of practice. And while you're figuring out, was that God? Was that me? Um, test it against scripture. Talk to uh, people who've known the Lord a long time mm-hmm. and and test out those things until you really become confident in, in, in knowing you're hearing from God. I think yeah. that's certainly a great starting place. So the idea of becoming intimate with God, that's how we, that's how we learn to discern his voice. And I know some people have heard God speak, who have heard God speak audibly. It's never happened to me. But I hear him when an idea arrives suddenly in my head after I've asked him a question. If I don't hear an answer, then I don't need to know yet. So I just recommend people practice listening for his voice in the little things, like when you can't find your car keys. And if you practice a lot, you'll become quite confident you will recognize his voice. Mm. So uh, that's, we're, we're nearing the end here, but we do want to say, um, if you have any topic ideas, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback on this show or any show, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can always get in touch with Face Strong today on any social media platform. Uh, you can also comment on our Instagram, Grow on the Go Pod, or you can contact mom directly on Facebook. Yeah, you can. Just Donna Carter. Yep, just easy. Spelled exactly how it sounds. Mm-hmm. So that is it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter, inviting you to grow on the go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.